Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of China Update, where I provide you guys with the most up-to-date political, economic, and geostrategic analysis on the world's number two economy. My name is Tony. Let's jump in. Okay, first up, there has been increased international attention surrounding the geostrategic issue of control over rare earths and rare earth supply chains over the last few years. Well, we have another major development in that story this week. China has approved the creation of one of the world's largest rare earths companies in an aim to maintain its dominance in the global supply chain of the strategic metals. The new entity would be created by merging rare earths assets from some state firms, including China Min Metals Corp, Aluminium Corp of China, and Ganzhou Rare Earths Corp. State media reports that these three parties own mining output quota for medium and heavy rare earth metals, accounting for 85.9% of the first batch of quotas set for 2021. This means that, quote, their restructuring will establish a supergroup focused on medium-heavy rare earth products, end quote. The new firm will be called China Rare Earth Group and will be based in the resource-rich province of Jiangxi as soon as this month. State-run Global Times quoted China's Ministry of Industry and Information Technology minister who expressed earlier this year, quote, China's rare earths aren't being sold at a rare price, but at an earth price. The US-based Wall Street Journal reports, quote, the combined group is designed to further strengthen Beijing's pricing power and avoid infighting among Chinese firms and to use that clout to undercut Western efforts to dominate critical technologies, end quote. Yesterday, we discussed the US decision to ban its officials and diplomats from attending the Winter Olympics in Beijing next year, as well as Beijing's reaction. Since yesterday, other Anglophone Five Eyes nations followed the move, whether expressly or implicitly. However, New Zealand's Prime Minister, in an attempt to be diplomatic, I guess, expressed that the decision to not send government representatives to the Olympics was primarily due to considerations around COVID. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson told lawmakers in Parliament, quote, There will be effectively a diplomatic boycott of the Winter Olympics in Beijing. No ministers are expected to attend and no officials, end quote. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau told reporters today, quote, I don't think the decision by Canada or by many other countries to choose to not send diplomatic representation to the Beijing Olympics and Paralympics is going to come as a surprise to China, end quote. In response to the news that Australia would join the diplomatic boycott, a spokesperson for the People's Republic of China Foreign Ministry expressed, quote, 
China has not invited any Australian government officials to attend the Beijing Winter Olympics, and no one would care whether they come or not. End quote. Sort of on this theme that moves on to the next development, renewed ideological efforts to oppose Western influences in the country continue this week. At the beginning of the week, the Foreign Ministry published a report entitled, quote, The State of Democracy in the United States, end quote. Unsurprisingly, the 15,000-word report was highly critical of the United States and its democratic system, expressing that, quote, democracy in the United States is seriously ill. Then on Wednesday, Executive Vice Minister of Propaganda Wang Xiaohui penned a long piece in the People's Daily called, quote, firmly grasp the leadership of ideological work, end quote. A key theme in the piece is the need to resist, quote, erroneous Western ideas, end quote, expressing, quote, party organizations at all levels serve as soldiers, not as gentlemen, and should clearly oppose and resist wrong views such as so-called Western constitutional democracy, so-called universal values, civil society, historical nihilism, neoliberalism, etc. Interestingly, the piece also made the following observation, quote, We will strengthen management of the ideological front, and in particular attach great importance to the management of the internet as the main front, main battlefield, and forefront of ideological struggle. The internet is transforming into the biggest tool in the development of our cause. End quote. This week, the United States hosted its Summit for Democracy. We've been following the highly critical coverage of the event in state media in recent weeks. This is one piece from state-run Global Times today. Quote, The U.S. has invited Nathan Law, a suspect wanted by the Hong Kong police, to make a speech on the upcoming Summit for Democracy. This is proof that the United States still desires to incite social disturbances in Hong Kong, and that this summit itself hosted by the United States is an ugly farce, showing no respect to the bottom line of civilization. Nathan Law is a despicable sinner and a soulless pawn at the mercy of others. Hong Kong Secretary of Security Chris Tang summarized accurately in his strongly worded statement issued on Tuesday night condemning these Hong Kong secessionists. Tang branded Law as a despicable coward and traitor who participated in riots and fled Hong Kong. End quote. And last up, let's look at key political and financial developments from the world's number two economy from the last two days. Oh, and by the way, guys, if you're enjoying the content, don't forget to hit that like button. It's the only way a small channel like this will be shown to more people, so it's a huge help. If you're watching this for the first time, you're getting some value from the episode. These are released every day. If you want the most up-to-date analysis on China, maybe consider subscribing. And if you want to listen to the episode, China Update is on most podcast platforms. Okay, into the updates. It looks like Beijing regulators will soon tighten rules for technology companies seeking overseas funding. Financial reports suggest that top regulators, including the Commerce Ministry and the Central Bank, the People's Bank of China, are coming up with a negative list. Chinese financial media is reporting that the motivation behind the new restrictions is a desire to ensure that, quote, future national champions critical to the country's economy would not be dominated by foreign shareholders, end quote. One analyst expressed that in the future, foreign investors can put money into traditional industries as opposed to technology. According to a new blue paper published by the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences yesterday, by 2025, the digital economy in China will account for over 50% of the GDP in the country. The paper argues that, quote, 
The rapid growth in the digital economy is largely fueled by swelling numbers of internet users and a high internet penetration rate, end quote. In China, the main form of uh, protein consumption is in pork, with pork consumption and production the highest in the world. State-run financial publication Securities Daily reports today that pork prices in China have surged 41% since October, rising for eight consecutive weeks. The price increase has been primarily driven by strong demand rather than a collapse in supply. Hey guys, I'd love to hear what you thought about some of the updates we covered in today's episode, so throw your comments below. Always love hearing from you. Thank you for watching. I'll see you next time.